Welcome back to Real Faith Conversations, and in this show, we try to talk about life, culture, and faith in the most genuine way possible. My name is Ryan Morris, and I'm here with Edith Yoder, the Chief Executive Officer of Bridge of Hope, an organization that is trying to prevent and end family homelessness through neighboring uh, relationships that demonstrate Christ's love. A little bit about Edith. She's the Chief Executive Officer, as I mentioned, of Bridge of Hope National. She authored the original church volunteer training manual of Bridge of Hope and developed many Bridge of Hope manuals on nonprofit management, fundraising, and board issues. Edith holds a master's degree in adult and organizational development from Temple University, go Temple, and a bachelor's degree in accounting from Eastern Mennonite University. Bridge of Hope, a little bit about Bridge of Hope here. They have 25 locations in 13 states across the United States and has been operating for over 30 years. Oh my gosh, 30 years. Yes, indeed. After 30 years with Bridge of Hope, Edith is more passionate than ever about building neighborhoods of support for families facing homelessness. Well, welcome, Edith. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Yeah, this is your first time on Real Faith Conversations. Yes, it is. And you know what's interesting? Uh, I only found out about you guys because you sent an email, maybe not you, but someone in an organization sent an email to Father Fitzpatrick, the pastor here at St. Peter, and he forwarded it to me. He was like, hey, you need to get these people on here. And I looked online. And I found you. That's great. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to her and see if she's willing to come on the Real Faith Conversations. And here you are. Here I am. It was very fun to get your email. So thanks for inviting me. Yeah, yeah. So let's kind of dive into this here. Um Let's get some information about Bridge of Hope. Yeah, yeah, Bridge of Hope actually started here in the Coatesville area over 30 years ago. Um, there, We were beginning to see women and children on the streets and homeless, and churches started to say, okay, how do we, how do we respond when we're seeing um, children on, on the street with their moms? And so, mm the vision of Bridge of Hope began. It was actually a, a group of people from the Chester County area and into Lancaster County began meeting yeah. and um, saying, okay, there's there's um, refugee resettlement mo model where we surround a refugee family coming here. Mm -hmm. Could we do the same for a homeless family? Mm -hmm. And really out of that vision, the idea of a church surrounding a homeless mom and kids and walking with them began. So our, yeah, our mission is really um, helping families find housing and belonging. So yeah. it's engaging churches as we call them neighboring volunteers to walk alongside families, yeah. demonstrating Christ's love, uh, which you said earlier. Wow, so. and have you been a part of this since the very beginning? Well, not quite the very beginning, but pretty early on. Um, the co-founders went to my home church, and oh, I was wow. home from spring break in college. And one of them stood up and said, we have this vision for ending homelessness for moms and kids. And I went up to her, and I was like, that's so exciting. But I'm off to college, you know. <laughs> Typical and, uh, college student. <laughs> right, right. Um, and then a couple of years later, they had started the ministry and... Um, I was finished with college and reached out and that's amazing here i am so. wow in 30 years i mean you guys have seen so much in like 
economic up and downs, mm-hmm. you know, so many things. We're right now we're in a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, what what is that like to sort of be the go to for people facing homelessness? Because even in normal times, it's a problem. Yes. And I'm sure during COVID, it just spiked. Yes. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, this has really been an interesting time for for us to um, watch as as things began to shut down. Um, shelters began to have less space. We mm-hmm. began to see families in more crisis um, and began to get more, oh, probably within three months of the pandemic starting, we were getting more calls than we had ever received before. Wow. That has now really peaked. I would say we're, we're still at a, at a peak point in terms of getting calls for help. So oh my gosh. Um, the need is there. And a lot of communities, um, like in Chester County, like uh, many places, um, housing is just really unaffordable for a lot of families. And so our work becomes helping them transition into into, uh, rental housing and helping them stabilize. We provide a rental assistance on a decreasing basis to help a family begin to stabilize. Mm -hmm. But what we're always looking for is landlords who will help take a risk on the family. Willing to take that risk on that, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're, we're, um, that work of helping families stabilize is really the long, so one of the things we know nationally about homelessness is that the average age of a child who's homeless is mm-hmm. five years old. Oh my gosh. And that is true in Bridge of Hope in terms of our, our data uh, bears that out. And so, you know, our if, if people have children, you know how much it means for a child to have that stable place to be. Yeah. And so um, our goal right away with a family is to try to help them find housing and, mm-hmm. and find stability as, as quickly as possible. Wow, that's such a great program. How, do, how does someone get involved in that program? Like, do, is there a qualification process? And how does, um, how does it work when you help a family and work with the landlord mm-hmm. to get them affordable housing? Do you, is there some funding involved, mm-hmm. like paying the landlord a certain piece of percentage maybe mm-hmm. of, of yep. the rent? Yes. So our rental assistance is usually on a decreasing basis. We start out at 100% for a couple months, really trying to, our goal is to help the family to be able to increase their income in the time they're in our program so that they can stabilize and stay in that housing long term. So we really, we are committed to long term um, um, support of the family so that they can, can be supporting themselves then for the for the long haul. That's really good. So it's more than just, here's money for a house. Yeah. It's how about we develop the family so that they can, maybe we cover 100% at first, but eventually maybe they get 50%. Then, yeah. So the goal is to have the family self-sustaining exactly in a certain right. time period. Yes. Wow. So our program is typically 12 to 24 months. We are not uh, government funded. So we have flexibility with a family. We're committed to a family to help make it work for them. Um, And then we provide a case manager for each family. 
and they walk with the family in budgeting, in parenting supports, and goal setting, really walking with the family to help them meet the goals that they're, most of the families we're working with, so 90% of um, single moms who are homeless have experienced some kind of interpersonal violence. Mm. So there's a lot of trauma involved for families. Yeah. Um, and so our, we are really working to rebuild or to build resilient and strong families in as we are walking with 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 families neighboring volunteers so the the biggest thing that i haven't talked about yet one of our uniquenesses as a program is that every family in bridge of hope is connected with um neighboring volunteers usually like Mm. six to ten neighboring volunteers from a local church who walk with the family so we talk about social capital you know um somebody in the group may say, hey, I know a landlord. Let me reach out and see if they have something available. Or, hey, I heard so-and-so is hiring. Or, oh, you're looking for a dentist? Here, here's it, my dentist. See if, if you can get in there. All that social capital that we often carry around and don't really understand the benefit that we could help one person mm-hmm. with that social capital. We could make a difference in their life. So, that's a lot of what the neighboring volunteers can bring. Wow. Texts of encouragement. Hey, I believe in you. You got this. Um, those kinds of things that can really just make a difference. Hmm. One of the things I just heard from uh, a mom that I was talking with, Kendra, said that her neighboring volunteers were in her corner. I love that. I was like, yeah, yeah she has not experienced that that sense of belonging and having somebody in her corner and to know that this group of, for her it was six women, uh, were in her corner uh, really made made a huge difference for her. Yeah. It's real encouraging to have people that are in it for their best interests, right? For mm-hmm. the individual's best interests. Yeah. Yeah. Not someone selfishly doing it, but yeah. these people, it sounds like they just are doing it out of the goodness yeah. of their heart yeah. and they want them to to succeed and it's not easy like we will say that we do a training with neighboring volunteers before we introduce them to the family that they'll be neighboring Mm -hmm. and it's not always easy like there are ups and downs there are bumps in the road um but for the mom to know that somebody is there with her um is really is really I mean, we just hear it time and again from from mm-hmm. families in Bridge of Hope how much of a difference that that makes. So, wow, this is uh, I'm just thinking of so many opportunities for parishioners here mm. to get involved. How does someone, if they want to be on that team of people that reaches out, how do they get involved? Well, our church engagement director here in Chester County is Reverend Scott Dorsey, and he would love to talk to anybody who would be be interested. Um, we are always in need of neighboring volunteers. Um, really, the way it works for us is we can't move forward with the next family on our list until we have a group of neighboring volunteers. Wow. So we are always, always looking for, for groups. So um, I know St. Peter's has this, done a neighboring group maybe in the past six or eight years ago oh wow i had no idea um yes wow um so we would love uh to have a group a group step forward if there's interest uh several couples sometimes it's several couples sometimes it's all women we really love when Mm -hmm. it's 
both men and women, maybe younger, older, kind of a almost like an extended family sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but whoever feels nudged by the spirit to jump, we would love to. Oh, that'd be amazing. Talk. Well, yes. hopefully this platform here can reach out. So guys, if you're out there, let's let's do this. Yes. Let's uh, get on the yes. bangwagon here. Yes. Um that's cool. So really we just reach out to Scott and we can yes. go from there. Maybe we'll link his contact information in the description so if any one of our parishioners are listening want to reach out they can that would participate. be excellent that would yeah, be excellent that'd be great yeah so um homelessness huge huge um topic actually a lot of our youth here go to kensington philadelphia and wow. uh, on, a, on once a month on a saturday wow. and serve the poor and the homeless there wow. and of course there's a drug issue and mm-hmm. everything um mm-hmm. it's like the the drug capital of the east coast really um and there's a lot of people in need there. And so our parish, our, our teens really are getting to see that for firsthand. But really, it's not just in Kensington. It can be in That's our right. backyards, right. right? I mean, we live in Chester County. Houses are expensive yeah. in Chester County. And, yeah. you know, if you don't have the means to rent, pay rent or buy a house, it can be tough. Yeah. Um, displacement, you know, perhaps. And so um, what is the reality of homelessness in our backyard? Mm-hmm. I mean, we can look on TV and see it. Right, or go to Philadelphia and see it. Yeah. But not many people realize it's right here. Yeah. It's invisible here in Chester County. I will say it might be the woman who is checking you out at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. It can be um, the person you are meeting anywhere. Um, and it's not a visible. Uh, mm-hmm. We work with families who have been sleeping in their car, living with a friend. Um, it it can be living in a shelter you know re- it, the stories that we hear are as diverse as, as the individuals obviously but the invisibility of homeless families in this community is really really strong we're not going to see homeless families on the street somewhere um and the need isn't diminished just because we're not we're not seeing it so yeah, yeah. the 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 need is here. Yeah, and you never know who who could possibly be struggling and just not tell anybody. Yes, you know? that's exactly right. Do you we see had, that a lot? We do. Wow. We had um, uh, a mom come to us and share her story of being homeless, and then we shared about Bridge of Hope and that we would you know, try to pull together a neighboring group from a church, mm-hmm. and she said, well, I have a church, but... I have been too ashamed to share my story there. Mm. And so we were actually able to go to her church and help her share her story. And of course they wanted to help her, but for her to find that courage to say, I need help, um, we were able to to walk with her through that. So yeah, there's lots of different uh, scenarios that could be, one of my favorite stories right now is there's a church not far from here where uh, one of the graduates of Bridge of Hope is now part of the neighboring volunteer group oh my gosh. neighboring someone else. Wow. And, you know, just that she has a great sense of joy in being able to give back now to mm-hmm. another mom who is where she was like six or seven years ago. And so I love seeing that sense of, um, yeah, just being able like to. Like full circle moments. Yes. 
How many of those do you have? Do you know? Is that, um, there is that have been common? quite a number over the years because we've been around 30 years. Yeah, we I have, can imagine. 30 have, years of service. We have seen that happen. Um, and one of the, this is crazy because I've been doing this work for so long, but I love watching on Facebook as some of the children who I was working with, oh, wow. who, you know, 25 years ago to now see them doing so great as adults and realizing in fact one example is uh, this boy who was three when I met him he has no memory of his mom being homeless of mm -hmm. course and I think now he has had a life of memories of stability because of Bridge of Hope and something that yeah a gift we were able to give that he, he is barely aware of in his own life. Wow. Um, so. Well, that means you did a good job. If he, yes. you know, yes. you and the families involved yeah. that the kid never even realized. Yeah. Right. I yeah. think that could be a goal, right. Yeah. Of, of these circumstances. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. That means his parents did a good job too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To make sure that. He was safe. Yeah, he was safe yeah. and provided for yeah. through all of that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah. I, yeah. I just like. I noticed you got a little emotional there because yeah. you can see the faces, yeah. right? Yeah. Over the years of yeah. people that just needed you so much. Yeah. And then there you were. I think of one, one of my favorite uh, young adults to f connect with on Facebook is a little boy that I got to know in, in Coatesville, in a shelter in Coatesville. And I worked with his mom. And he was just going to kindergarten at the time. And now he is... He was in the Marines, he finished the Marines, went through a HVAC program, like a heating ventilation. Oh, um, wow, yeah. I forget what it's called. Yeah, HVAC, uh, yeah, systems uh, for buildings. Right, yeah. right. And um, just has an amazing job and loves what he does. And yeah, those are moments when I think we are changing not just this generation, but really the future for these yeah. families and that gives me great great joy yeah. yeah yeah at mission youth philly the one the organization we go to they always tell us right before the mission they're like you know you had an incredibly powerful encounter with the person and the holy spirit when you remember the color of their eyes you know Interesting. and uh so yeah. over 30 Relational years ministry. yeah right yes it's about that one-on-one -on -one connection with someone yeah. I mean yeah you can throw money at the problem you can throw up but really what people need is that you know relational ministry yeah. guided by the Holy Spirit yeah. that goes to the core of a human being right yeah. raises up their dignity yeah. as a human being no matter what their circumstances yeah. are right yeah. yeah it's interesting because with the pandemic a number of churches have said well you know how how do we get involved during the pandemic in terms of you know, relating one-on-one -on -one with somebody, everybody's kind of unsure about each other in these days. But we, we always say, you know, you don't know. Whatever you are feeling led to mm -hmm. do, do it. And we've had people who are like, oh, yeah, during the worst of it, like we weren't together with her in person, but we were on FaceTime, we were Zooming, we were texting, mm -hmm. and those were still life-giving because we were able to respond to her to her needs and so yeah it really is what does that person 
need and how how is God prompting me to respond in this in this moment? Yeah, wow. So, um, in terms of specific needs, you dove into some some of that early on. For the families around here, um, I don't see too many people like begging at a street corner mm-hmm. and things like that. So maybe a little different than maybe in a city setting, but right. in a, a rural area, what is the dire need or circumstance for a lot of families in in the rural side of Chester County? I mean, I think it a lot of it comes around affordable housing mm-hmm. um, that um, the wages uh, mom is earning don't get her to a place where most landlords are wanting to see three times the rent in income Mm -hmm. and they're nowhere near that now at at 12 14 dollars an hour they are not they're not able to get there so one of the things we have been working with landlords is to say we'll be a guarantor as bridge of hope for their rent for the first six months or 12 months um, and then landlords are able to say, okay, I will take that, I'll take them as a, as a tenant uh, because of the support of Bridge of Hope. So that's one of the ways we've really been able to come around a family mm-hmm. and um, be able to help them get into housing where in circumstances, other circumstances, they might not have been able to, yeah. to convince a landlord to... There, I think of a, a mom... Carmen, she has a three-year-old boy, and she had been living in um, a shelter since before the pandemic and was going through um, veterinary, um, I forget what it's called. Obviously, it's not a a vet degree, but it's a a kind of veterinary assistant. Like schooling program for that. And and, um, so she was able to go through that program during the pandemic, um, called Bridge of Hope a number of or four months ago and so she was just getting certified and taking her test for certification we were able to say to the landlord look in a year from now Mm -hmm. once she's certified her income is really going to jump up will you um, walk with her and and we'll we'll guarantee her rent if you will take a chance on her and the landlord said yes and Within two weeks of her moving into housing, she got a job, and um, the the her employer just told her that by Christmas she'll have a second raise. Wow! So you know it's Good really um, to be able to see her making those those steps mm-hmm. is really exciting, and to see you know her. Our neighboring volunteers saying yes we're going to support her the landlord saying yes i'll take a chance mm-hmm. um, again just just life-giving for for that wow. young mom and her, her good son. for her and good for that circumstance good for the landlord to say yes to that yes yeah right because landlords have it's been a tough time <sighs> yeah in the last uh you know since covid with uh, for landlords so um, yeah, we are grateful when landlords want to mm-hmm. partner with us. Is it rare that landlords say yes, or is it more like, oh, yeah, we'll do that? Um, I think we're finding more creative ways for them to be able to say yes and feel okay. like this idea of uh, being able to say, we'll be a guarantor for the six yeah. months or 12 months. And that holds know? some weight. 
yes. for them, right? Yep. That's that because we sign an agreement that we're going to do it. We're paying rental assistance anyway, so it just helps the landlord feel more more secure, wow. and it helps the family get into housing quicker. Our yeah. ideal goal would be that families are within uh, are able to move into housing in thirty to sixty days. But here in Chester County, that just that is rare that we can find housing that quickly, and so wow. then it's you know one way or another trying to piece together where where the family can stay if they're not in a shelter until they can find housing so getting that stability for our family is really important yeah and looking at the horizon here hyperinflation might be mm-hmm. kicking in right yeah prices uh are skyrocketing logistics supply chains are kind of in disarray right now yeah. How does that impact what you're doing? Are you guys planning proactively or do you guys have sort of something in your back pocket in case it really goes a certain way? We are doing a lot of praying around the affordable housing piece right now. I will mm-hmm. say that's a that's a big piece. The good news is employment is readily available. That's true. Um, yeah. And so our our families are are um, getting employment quicker than ever. Um, and at a wage that is better than mm. what they've experienced in the past, typically. But the hard part is that the housing and that everything is increasing yeah. in in price. And so that, that certainly is impacting families big yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. I saw a sign, McDonald's, $15 an hour starting wage. Uh, however, that, that might seem good on paper, but everything else is also yeah. increasing. So yeah. to buy the food, to buy the rent, to yeah. buy all that also increases. So yeah. it's really either leveling out or depending on how inflation goes, it could go the other way. A lot of our moms have been going into the medical field. So um, certified nurses assistants, but also um, LPN programs. Mm -hmm. And looking at that long-term in the medical field has been a good alternative. I mean, a good option for for, um, our families. But yeah, we're looking at, um, we're looking at, receiving donated property as one way that oh, we can turn great. around and and help families um, looking at a guarantor opportunities some master leasing hmm. uh, where bridge of hope would sign a lease so just trying to think as creative as we can uh, we had one church come to us recently and say hey our um our the parsonage on our property is no longer in use would bridge of hope like to rent that oh, out wow. and we're like yes so any creative idea we are open to so if any listener has an idea i'd love to hear it here we go yeah call to action to our listeners if you have any ideas yeah or if you're a landlord maybe yeah. check this out absolutely there's on a guarantee yeah there's you can go to our website for landlords at bridgeofhopeinc.org and there's information there oh, there's a link so. for landlords yes to go to. there's a oh, link for landlords we'll link that in the description then as well awesome. we'll link the website we'll link scott's contact we'll also link the landlord link that's great <laughs> cool so yeah i mean it sounds like you're being like you're having some creative ideas creative incentives for landlords to sign on to this um which is which is great it's tremendous you know because the economy is so uncertain right it's mm-hmm. it can go either way um and people that usually uh, get hit the worst are the people that are on the bottom, right? That's right. So that's, right. Um, that's exactly who you're, you're targeting who there. That's saying, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So I'm glad churches too are able to jump on and, and help out there. Yeah. And is that your primary 
support base is the, the church communities. Yes. And then is um, in terms of other options for organizations like educational assistance, do you guys work with any other partnerships yeah. there? Yeah. So we are we are um, working with I, – I, I am not doing the direct case management, so I don't know all those resources, but mm-hmm. our, um, our program director here in Chester County just was connecting uh, – one of the families she's serving with a scholarship program, like she is always um, mm-hmm. linking families with those with those resources, um, and she's meeting with families, you know, every week initially. Mm-hmm. Then maybe it drops back to every two weeks, but really walking with them through what are your goals, what do you want to be working on, um, working with them on budgeting, um, whatever. Yeah, often mm-hmm. there's parenting goals, often there's um, employment goals if someone's trying to um, move into higher paying positions. So uh, just working at, at how, do we, how do we work at those things, but also thinking about this sense of belonging. So, you know, that's this hierarchy of needs, you yes. know, it starts out housing and food, and, but it, it also reaches into belonging, self-actualization. Yeah. So helping families really um, in that journey. Um, one of the one of the neighboring volunteers said to me uh, soon after they met the mom they were uh, walking with. Um, I didn't think she would want to have faith conversations right away, but she dove right in. <laughs> and it made me laugh because, you know, we, d- we don't know where somebody yeah. is. Because you um, serve anybody, right, regardless right. of we religious affiliation. We don't require church attendance. Yeah. But we always say to the neighboring volunteers, be aware of conversations to walk into because yeah. God is nudging and be open. Mm-hmm. And so it was. it's just fun to see those relationships start to develop and Every relationship looks different, obviously, but but cultivating that sense of belonging, mm-hmm. and then um, sometimes it can start out by by um, you know a mom and Bridget Pope saying, "Oh, I'd I'd like my kids to go to church," uh, and and so then that becomes something that that she can have a conversation with a neighboring volunteer about, yeah. and. Anyway, it's it's amazing to me how our needs as humans are so different, but often we can see how it was just meant to be that it was this group and this mom that met yeah. each other. That's um, amazing. So that's Holy Spirit moment right yes, there. Yes. Yes. Those are those are really neat to see. So one thing that always comforts me when I'm in mission work or doing anything helping others is that it's never about me. Right. It's not me doing it. It's always through Christ. Yeah. Right. And for me, whether it's on the streets of Philadelphia or in Kensington or even around here or in this church, one of my primary goals and what I tell the teens, because I'm also a youth minister here. Yeah, I, I work with the kids here and over at the school, actually, okay. too. And I like to tell them, try to be the face of Christ to everyone you encounter. Right. Mm-hmm. We're all called to be missionary disciples. Mm-hmm. And for me, at least, that calms me down. Because it's like, oh my gosh, the weight is not on me, yeah. right? It's all, it's on Christ. Yeah. And Christ can just use me yeah. to do the work. And yeah. I, that's what it reminds me of yeah. when I hear your stories yes. about Bridge of Hope and how it impacts families mm-hmm. on a personal level, mm-hmm. even if they're not going to church right. or, you know, right. Christ reaches out to people yeah. 
you know, yeah. embraces them no matter what. And I, I call it a ministry of presence. Mm, like that's for great. neighboring volunteers, like being present. That's a great like, way of saying it. You don't it. have to be a realtor. You don't have to be a social worker. You don't have to be whatever yeah. to be a neighboring volunteer. You need to be able to be present with somebody. And that that's a ministry in and of itself. Yeah. When you first spoke about this, you said you heard it at church. It almost mm-hmm. sounded like it started as a ministry, like it was in a church. But now it's grown into this huge operation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's amazing. So it did. It started with a group in this Coastville area, Father Hank Dwyer, Dr. Mary Worship, Sandy Lewis, Linda Whitmer. There was like eight or ten uh, people who started meeting together and saying, how, how can we impact mm-hmm. moms and kids? Um, and I, let's see, that was 1988 and I, I joined in 1990. By 2000, we were getting calls from other counties and other states saying, how, how can we do what you're doing there? Mm-hmm. We were like, I don't know. Uh, we're new at this. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it just felt like God was prompting us to respond, help them start a Bridge of Hope there. And so in Bucks and Montgomery County, that was our first place where we helped them mm-hmm. uh, start a location. And like you said at the beginning, now there's 25 locations across 13 wow, states. Yeah. That's unbelievable. All starting here in the Coatesville area. That's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's been amazing just to see, okay. God is up to something that we don't always know what God is up to, but following that and just saying, yes, okay. Are they all independently operated or are they all under the umbrella of, of the original? So, um, some of there's, there's multiple models for, for communities to start a bridge of hope. So some are run through another nonprofit might run a bridge of hope department. Okay. Or some of them are, bridge of hope affiliates under our national under our national work so that's amazing and is it only in the u.s it is are you looking to expand overseas or well at this point we have a lot more states we could still get to that's true Uh, (laughs) 13 right you have 13 states that's right that's right so you're looking to get all 50 we 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 want to go where god is leading so i i always say i'm 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 not wanting to push into a territory where god is not working ahead but when God is nudging people, yeah. we want to we wanna be there. Well, let's call on our audience to pray for this, right? Yes. Pray for the expansion yes. of this and maybe if it's in their hearts to lead something in a model. I mean, yes. you said there's many different models that could be implemented. Yes. Maybe we'll pray about that and uh, hopefully there'll be more growth and yeah. opportunities to encounter with so many folks that need yeah. it so desperately. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I, honestly, I'm blown away by this work and what you're doing in 13 states and growing yep. it's awesome what is the what would you say if we if we wanted to like talk about need you, mm-hmm. you already talked about so much but what would you say is the biggest need right now and people like sort of like the call to action mm-hmm. how can people support this can we donate can we i mean of course we can offer support with our with our resources right mm-hmm. um what's the biggest need for bridge of hope right now I would say neighboring volunteers. The the thing um, we are hoping to um, raise enough funds to hire a new case manager mm. um, in the new year, and so that will mean we have the possibility of serving a 
kind of making a jump in the number of families we're able to serve here in Chester County. And so right now our need is is neighboring volunteers to be able to nice. serve those additional. I thought you would say that. Ah, I'm, I'm plugging it in for our audience here because I mean we have so many people that are so willing to jump right from my experience around here and I think this would be an awesome ministry and you said we had it what six years ago yeah and that's something I had no idea I didn't know um, do you remember the people on there because maybe we can reach oh, back out I don't maybe we don't want to call sorry. them out I'm we don't sorry. want to call them out but uh, yeah I would love to maybe I have to like call, pull some strings and see what that group was about and maybe get back on that that's really cool wow yeah yeah so that neighboring volunteers is our is our biggest need um so dr uh, mary I mean, worship though yeah her name rings a bell yeah is she a parishioner here dr mary worship i think she was i don't okay don't want to say for sure but i think so a, yes i think there's a dr mary if yes. she's a doctor i know a mary worship here yes uh, so then it's so her. it might be the yes. same person yeah i okay. mean she this had been her parish and I assume she hasn't moved, but I don't know that yeah. for sure. Her husband's Mike? Yes. 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 I know them. Yes. I know them. Yes. yes. She was on our founding board. Wow. Um, oh my gosh. See, so, I learned something yeah. new every day. Yeah. So I know her husband, Mike, because he goes to the Knights of Columbus here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a yeah. knight with him. Okay. Yeah. He's a okay. good guy. Well, one of our past staff was also a parishioner here, um, Courtney Long. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, wow. we have a, a, a number of, of connection well this is cool the media ministry here can re-engage that's great that's <laughs> wow great. that's awesome so really you need people to yeah to help yeah. um what's your fundraising structure like how, how can people give yeah. um you're relying on donations i'm assuming right 100 percent. Yeah, yeah we do not have any government funds so 100 percent is is from individuals churches businesses who feel um who feel led to to participate businesses like Bentley Systems and oh, nice. um, a lot, yeah, quite a, a number of um, Byler Campbell Realtor, like quite a few uh, Chester County businesses that want to support um, the work. Churches are financially supporting. We have a big gala every year um, that we do, but our website is uh, org, and people can go right there. Landlords. That's our third need. I always mention neighboring volunteers, financial support, and landlords are, are the three things that are our big needs. There we go. We need we need them all, guys. <laughs> That's right. Let's go out That's and help right. this organization. This has been fun. This, this has, has been, been really fun. fun. I always like to ask our, our guests to say at least one or a couple things to leave our audience with. It could mm -hmm. be a thought, anything, sort of like a takeaway. Mm -hmm. I'll leave the floor to you to tell our audience uh, – what your thought is <laughs> we often use um mother Teresa said um you know in reflecting on what can one person do um she talks about um i can put one drop in i can help one person mm -hmm. and if i didn't put that drop in the ocean would be one drop less wow and people think how can i end homelessness across the u.s if every person of faith could put their drop in, every person, we could we could make a, a difference in ending homelessness. Yeah. So don't think you can't do anything. That's my takeaway. You Thank can make a difference. Wow. Well said. Thank you so much, Edith, yeah. uh, for coming on. Yeah. I hope to engage with Bridge of Hope a lot more. Maybe we'll bring Scott on. That would be awesome. At some point. 
Um, of course, we have his link in the description. So if you want to reach out to him, or if you want to reach out to any of the folks at Bridge of Hope, go to the description and you'll find all the context there. I always like to end it on a note of, was this fun? I'll ask a question. This was, was a this lot fun? of fun. Thank you very much. Yeah. Nervous, maybe? I... Was it okay? It was fine. So we always like to invite others onto the show. So if you have anything you want to talk about, email media at stpeterchurch.net. That is media at stpeterchurch.net. And you can have a lot of fun on this seat okay. to talk about something worth life, culture, or faith. Mm-hmm or any of the above, or if you have a cool organization that you're running, like Bridge of Hope, come on. We'll promote it and we'll talk about it. So, Edith, thank you so much, and have a good day. Thank you. Thanks so much.